This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. podcast the bonus show what was supposed to be a good day on the train to birmingham few beers on the train before and after became one beer before the game after queuing for 25 minutes in the concourse and a 3-0 defeat as the mojo city lost during the international break is still nowhere to be seen city suddenly seen rudderless without james and now naismith the return of closer and callas can't come soon enough lee's three words were battered by birmingham and matt's here with me matt the key difference for me was birmingham were consistently delivering good crosses and very often winning most headers um yeah good morning um yeah absolutely um i thought they won the midfield battle um i thought the lad hannibal um in midfield was excellent but i felt it was rewind the year and it was the same game um nigel pearson talks about in his pre-match press conference knowing how birmingham played knowing how to combat um the likes of troy dini although obviously troy dini didn't start and we saw nothing like it the early goal probably killed us a little bit and took some of those plans away but it was shambolic he came out and said that I, I, i can't remember what his exact words but pretty much that it was rubbish um, and it was. And to have an away following like that and for the players to put in a performance like that, um, I, I very rarely get angry or use strong words on this. It was gutless. It was leaderless. It was devoid of any responsibility. Um, Nigel Pearson talked about Alex Scott being the one that did, but yeah, and and the substitutions that he made at halftime, he could have taken any number of players off. I don't think it was a reflection, certainly on Wells and Conway so much. Sykes, yes, but it was dreadful patch. And quite rightly, has everybody that is still unsure of Nigel Pearson um, questioning it again, because we're now 18th. And after what we probably would say was a really positive starts the season, we're now reverting to type to last year and we're in a relegation battle again, which, you know, laughable. Yeah, I've got um, some of Nigel Pearson's comments from after the game written down here. So he, he, the reporter asked asked him what's changed, what's what's yeah. what's gone wrong, and he said, ask the players what's changed. Um, I'm not shirking the responsibility, but this is not acceptable. Three really poor goals. Not going to dismantle an individual in public. So obviously that happened in private. Subs had a positive impact. A very quiet dressing room. Um, few too many passengers were some of his comments, Matt. Which you've been asked the question. So you, you need to answer that. Not the players, because we're not. In, he's not Andy Howard wasn't interviewing the players. He's interviewing Nigel Pearson. It's his team. So answer the question. Um, I'd love to know who he's referencing from an individual point of view. Um, if he means that in, in that context, that it was a particular individual and not a group, you know, he's not um, calling out numerous players. But, you know, he talked about um, leaving players on that he could have substituted who didn't haven't been performing. Well, well, well why? And that's my big bugbear with, with Nigel Pearson is I don't think he picks players on their current form. 
Now, we haven't got a huge amount of choice, but Mark Sykes has been off form for the last three, four games. Jada Silva, he said, was excellent the other night. And I'm sorry, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. His job when he gets forward is to put the ball in the box to an area where the attackers can can attack. I know I, I agreed with everything Jim said on the podcast in the week about it was a packed defence at Coventry and they defended well. I, I don't think it was good crossing though. And yesterday, case in point, and Cam Pring came on and and I know we, you know we've talked about Cam and people might think we've got a Cam Pring agenda, but he came on and was positive. He ran at them. When when do we get crosses in the box that our attackers can do something with, like Birmingham were doing yesterday? I, I honestly, I'm absolutely gutted, and and I know you'll get to it now. We haven't done our check in yet, but I'm, <laughs> I am still this morning absolutely gutted. And people that I saw yesterday have been messaging me, and I know we've had it in our WhatsApp group patch. How are you going to rate that? How are you going to talk about that? And but that's the first time we can say that for months and months. But that that has to rank up there in certainly the top five worst performances I've seen in the last three, four years. Yeah, I don't know if I've done these three words, but I'll do them again. You did, Bat- yeah, you did. Battered yeah, by did. Birmingham. Um, yeah. Right, a bit and of... And I know, I know what he's doing now as well, do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. very, yeah, very clever. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, a bit of admin before we bring our guest in. So, congratulations to Darren Garland, who won that um, Habu signed Home City shirt. We'll be uh, getting that off to him very shortly. Um, the previous podcast, the Coventry podcast, and this one, the Birmingham podcast, if you retweet this on Twitter, you can enter the prize draw to win the Danny Wilson book, I Get Knocked Down and I Get Up Again, and uh, hopefully that's something that Bristol City will do in the very near future. Um, <laughs> Maybe we need to extend it to another pod, because I don't know if anybody <laughs> wants to relive talking about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a funny one, because... It's, it's good to talk, as we say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many times last season did we did we cover a yeah. game like this? Very um, true. And we came out of it with some sort of sanity. Yeah, very um, true. So, yeah, that's uh, that's available, and it'll be personally signed to you. So, Or to, to um, a friend or a family member. Right, let's bring in our guest, Ben. Robin's on tour. Ben, how are you, sir? Not too bad. Thanks for having me on again. Obviously, not the best game to be coming on for, but glad to have a chat. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, so um, we do uh, this check-in as part of our uh, regular show, episode 177, with Talk Club. So uh, Matt's going to demonstrate how this works. One to ten. How are you out of ten, Matt? I'm dreading this one. Yeah, and, and um, I say how it affects my mood, but I'm I'm probably a five. Um, I You know, I, added, I went out last night with my, my niece, which was lovely. So that took me my mind off it for a few hours. But um, yeah, this morning, I'm probably a five. I watched it back last night at two o'clock in the morning, shouting and screaming because I'm in the house on my own now. Um, <laughs> Jill's away for the week. Um, shouting and screaming at the TV. I don't feel any better this morning. So yeah, I'm a five. Thanks, yeah. Nigel Pearson. Thanks, Bristol City. Probably, um, I'm probably a six. Um, all the same reasons. But yeah, I... Uh, I... <laughs> I put on Twitter last night, I came home and Strictly Come Dancing was just on and I don't yeah. usually watch it, but Tony Adams was there and um, it just really cheered me up. I thought he was fantastic. I don't know but, if you saw saw it. Fantastic in a good dancing entertaining way. way. Or, in an entertaining yeah, way. Yeah, in the, an entertaining the, way is the way that Anne Widdicombe's been in the way the, that John <laughs> Boss's face is. Yeah. Uh, the purists, the dancing purists wouldn't have been overly impressed, but I thought yeah. it, it really lifted my lifted my fair, spirit. Fair, so. fair play to him, though. Fair yeah, play to absolutely. Him. He's been dancing, what's like 25 days or something stupid. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, fair can play. we also right. give give a call out to Bristol's very young Jade Adams as Absolutely. well? Absolutely, yeah, she amazing. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah she's been flash amazing. dance. I think she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she is very, very good. Well, we're trying to put off talking about the football. I think. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we would have given them a seven. <laughs> um, so yeah, so a five or six, and then Ben, how about yourself? I reckon I'm probably a seven to be honest. I don't think after the probably me, Matt, and Ronnie were talking about the football in the car. I think I don't think I've even thought about the game really since then. Yeah, I came home, watched the Crystal Palace documentary, oh, which yeah. is quite good, and then uh, obviously doing this now, and I've got my first football game back after injury later, so oh. just trying not to think about the football really. Okay, and obviously it's so jam packed as well. We're back on Wednesday, so I don't think you can really look look back at the moment. Oh uh, yeah, we've got to put it right on Wednesday. Absolutely right. Let's have a look at the uh, the team. Yesterday, Bentley, Sykes, Viner, Atkinson, De Silva, uh, King, Scott, Masengo, Vyman, Conway and Wells. So, Matt, he went with Vyman, Conway and Wells, the WCW. Yep. Um, and obviously, Naismith and Semenyo out, Scott and Conway in. Your thoughts on that starting lineup? Um, It's probably what I would have picked with what we had. Um, The the only one would have been how fit Tim Close was. Um, The fact he didn't come on must have been. Yeah, must have been an indication, I guess. Why why put him on the bench? It's that the old adage, mate, isn't it? If you're fit enough for the bench, um, which, you know, isn't always strictly true because sometimes you know you'll get 20 minutes from a player um, because, you know, there is that match fitness. But when when Tim joined us last year, he hadn't played in however many months and and played at Preston. Played well. yeah, he did, and and I'm not I'm not blaming Andy King for yesterday, but Andy King looked like a central a central midfielder playing defence yesterday, um, and whereas he didn't. He didn't on the uh, other night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know we we talk about it, but goals change games. That early goal, you know, yeah. killed us. The patterns of play that we wanted to do, but it, An it shows goal, again on feathers, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it, it, it does. Changes and your that, mindset. And that goal as well was such a poor goal to concede. I know. Um, but I, I'm fed up, Patch, of watching a Bristol City team that just gets bullied. And, and Birmingham didn't bully us in the way they did last year with not so much skill. And they had much more about them yesterday. I thought they played very well, very deserving of the victory. As I said, I thought Hannibal was excellent in the middle of the pitch. But they still just out-muscled us and out-fought us. And you know, to, to concede three goals like we did from corners mm. or set pieces was just dreadful, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Hannibal certainly took his pound of flesh, didn't he? he did, right, yeah. into the minutes. Uh, second minute, corner to Birmingham. Nice cross in and the goal scorer out jumped Scott Atkinson and King to head goalwards. And the goal line system judges it to be 1-0 and I could see from where I was that it was over Clearly. the line. Yeah. Um, ben, your thoughts on that uh, poor start? Well, I said it to many people, obviously Matt on the way there and a few people at the pub and around the ground, that the one thing I didn't want to happen was to concede early and what send the 3,000, 2,600 City fans quiet for the rest of the game. And we did exactly that. And it was, as you said, it was a poor goal to, to concede. We we hadn't really started the game. We hadn't woke up. And it, it was just poor. And it was just the one thing, as I said, that we didn't want to happen. And it just took everything out of the game. The atmosphere was dull. The game after that was pretty much dull because they were on the front foot for the majority of the first half. And it was just just a terrible goal conceded so early on. Yeah, Matt, and as I said in the in the very start, in the monologue at the start, it, a decent cross in and a decent header, we've been missing that now for seasons. 
And yeah, and and this the point I was making with Jay, and and pe- you know people might say I've got a, a Jay agenda as well, but his crosses are often over here. Those crosses yesterday were for an attacker or defense central defender to attack the ball and get a run and get a header on. Ours aren't like that. They're lofted and and I think the lad that scored and ended up obviously scoring the the um, the second is on loan from Arsenal, if I'm right. Um, and you sort of think again, it shows the value of getting these youngsters in on loan from, from these sort of clubs. Um, and we, it, you know, Andy King would say playing there, he, he shouldn't be winning a header, that guy against three Bristol city players. Um, and I don't think Dan Bentley covered himself in, in glory with it as well. Um, I'd love to see it. I know he's not that sort of keeper, but I'd love to see Dan come and collect a few crosses. You look at John Ruddy yesterday when the ball went in their, their penalty area, never at any stage did you feel that we were going to score. Whereas every time they had a set piece, you're thinking, Christ almighty, is going to happen again here, don't we? Go for them. I've just, just got the highlights of the first goal as we're talking about it. And it's, the ball's gone into literally the six-yard box. It's right in the middle of it. Bentley's still on his line. Their players beat three of our defenders. And then you've got two players on the line who haven't been able to clear it before it's gone over the line. It's just yeah. poor. Yeah. So early on as well. Aaron Trusty, his name is, he's on loan from Arsenal, as you say, yeah. Matt. Yeah. But do you think, in hindsight, Bentley should be coming and gathering or punching? Or... I'd, I'd like to see him have more of a presence for those sort of crosses. And there's been, you know, the ones that are like penalty box, sort of penalty spot, sorry. Of course, you, you don't expect him to come for that. But when it's in your six-yard box have a presence and and he's just one of those goalkeepers that seems to stay rooted on his line almost and yeah. this the same for the other sort of goals and I'm not I'm not blaming Dan Bentley um no. I'm certainly not going to be We're just trying to work out what else it, could it, be done and, it, and exactly. he may have been told not to come and punch P- possibly and and I know historically I remember Dan from from his days at Brentford if he had a rick in him it tended to be crosses and um and and he sort of you know he seemed to have got rid of that, but I would just love, like, remember Nicky Mindpower when Nicky Mindpower was in goal, the ball used to come in for corners, and you just used to feel he's he's going to come and get that unless he's blocked off, he's going to come and collect that. Um, and it was a good delivery, but as Ben Sinet, we we shouldn't be conceding like that. It was, yeah. You mentioned John Ruddy there, uh, ex Bristol hmm. City. In fact, did, he did have a loan period with us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, yeah. I don't know if he. An emergency one-week loan. He played yeah. one game. I was going to say um, I thought it was a game, and we won three. We we won three-one versus yeah. Carlisle. So, always a keeper. I've I've always liked and, he's and a it, unit. It, absolutely at this, unit. At this level, he's very very good. Very yeah. good. Okay, sixth minute. Um, Bentz does well to narrow down the angle angle and block it. Um, I think there was a great opportunity for Birmingham and and Bentz does really well to to come down he comes to the edge of his box you think he's he's obviously hesitated a tiny bit and you think this could end in a penalty or anything could happen Matt but uh on this occasion it's a it's a great block is that the one where um the ball kind of then got away and he had to dive on top of it um uh, afterwards no, it, or was that uh, the one later no on? no I, th- I think no. he just just sort of it's more like a defender's tackle really was it right okay yeah um I can't I gotta be honest I can't recall that one but yeah. um they they were playing the balls through, weren't they? So he, And that is that is what he's very good at, sweeping up, to be fair to him. So, yeah. Yeah, it was the number 18 um, for Birmingham. Chong got Chong, away. Right, okay. He got away from uh, from his marker and right. yeah, then ha- had to come and close it down. Yeah, I've yeah. just seen that on the highlights as well. I was just, it's just such poor defending. You've got... It's, it's from a throw-in. 
And I think it's Atkinson who can't clear the ball. Yeah, Atkinson, no, Andy King, I think it might be, who can't head the ball. It bounces in front of him. And then it's literally just a ball in front. Atkinson's not goal side. Chong's one on the keeper. Yeah. And that could have been 2 0 inside, what, six minutes? And Bentley almost is, because we play three at the back, he almost is that fourth. He is super, isn't he? super keeper, isn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's got, yeah. He's got to be. Right, um, next note I've got Masengo sees two passes go astray. I think Masengo's passing in general was off yesterday, Matt. He tried to force one, and it was just the, no, Conway or Wells were never going to get to it. Um, what what was wrong with Masengo yesterday, Matt? Was it just a confidence thing? Was it, yeah, positionally, he was in the same position as usual? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I've said that about all of them, to be fair. Yeah, you could. I mean, I, I, I don't think his passing was any worse than anybody else's during the game. But, you know, I, I, I love Han Noah and, and I've said about him, I think he goes to the very top. Yesterday, he looked really ordinary and looked like he couldn't play League Two football, let alone um, go to the very top. So, um, probably, probably the only time I've ever criticised him, but I thought he was poor yesterday. But, exactly the same as so many of his colleagues but you needed I think I might have said it on Wednesday I, I long for the day where we have a midfielder who dominates the game and people are going probably actually probably like they did with Masengo away at Preston mm. but go Christ what a player he is and they won the game because of him in the middle I thought we got completely overrun in the middle yesterday and and was surprised that Pearson didn't change shape to accommodate that because you could see that from early on the influence that those two in the middle were having yeah you could see it from early on yeah corner to City a chance to get the ball in the box but somehow the ball ends up back at Bentley's feet now this is the most frustrating thing for me when we get a corner I remember the days when we would get a corner and think right we've got a chance to score in here and you almost celebrate a corner as much as a goal but just don't get that feeling at the moment. Um, so it was, yeah, hoofed, hoofed up the field by Bentley after it came back to him. And Birmingham are back on the attack, Ben. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got this one. It's just, <clears throat> it's the same old, same old. The thing is, you're playing with players who barely even, you know, six foot, six foot two. When you've got Birmingham was such a strong, tall team. And you saw with them scoring the set pieces, they're easily going to win the ball in the air and you're playing it long but also when you're playing it on the ground as well we don't want to go forward we feel nervous and we're scared to pass the ball you saw it many times with King where he's got the chance to or, or Zach Viner I know Matt was talking about on Tuesday or Wednesday whenever it was Zach Viner's standing next to 10 yards and he'd, he'd pass it back and it, I don't, I'm not sure if it's the one you're talking about or if it was later on but the thing that really annoyed me yesterday was I think it was a Sykes free kick and it got got put back out and it was Jada Silva on the edge of the box and his first movement was to turn his body 180 and go back so I think it might have been King or Bentley and that, that it just really frustrates me that we don't want to go forward especially when we're 1-0 down and you know we've got a chance to, to put them on the back foot but we just decide not to and put us back under pressure yeah, but we've, it's, we've cut... it's the responsibility thing patch and, and I think Pearson may have references it at the end after the game but it's take responsibility Put your foot on the ball. If you get tackled, you get tackled. And I know there's areas of the pitch where you do stuff and you don't. But but yesterday, I don't think there was anyone, anyone that took responsibility and really tried to make things happen. And that was absolutely case in point. The ball ends up back at Bent's. And Bent is just going to hoof the ball um, with a goalkeeper clearing it like that. You've got very little accuracy with that kind of delivery, have you? Mm. So your centre forwards are, I mean, Naki Wells isn't going to win a ball, a header, 
against the likes of Sanderson that they had at the back and the, the guy that scored. So it was just a really, really poor ploy, but came down to just having no responsibility and someone trying to take it by the scruff of the neck and going, no, no, give me the ball. I'll do this. Let, let me have it and let's work it. Uh, not having it. No, like I said, gutless, no leaders. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've kind of mentioned this already. Uh, Hannibal um, yeah. getting stick from the City fans, but it's delivered two excellent in-swinging right-foot corners, Matt. Exactly what you want. Whip, pace. Uh, yeah. If it's on, it's almost on target. You know, that's that's exactly it. It's, it's that that Casey Palmer one from Swansea a couple of years back when it's under the bar and the keeper. But how many did we just play lofted to the sort of just outside the six yard box where Ruddy's just literally going, "Yep, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, I'll take that. That's lovely. Thank you." Mm. Ours are like little balloons going in there, whereas his <laughs> delivery was excellent. And and. You know, I make no bones about it. his all-round game was superb yesterday, that kid. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. 44th minute, a free kick conceded. No one touched tight. King loses out to Trusty and his header hits the post. And then it comes back out to him and he taps it in. Bence almost gets there to gather the rebound, but it's poked home. And Matt, he almost not, sort of waited for the ball yeah, to come not, to him there, didn't he? Not not having that, that he almost gets there. That, that, that was... And then he, yeah... P poor that was P poor goalkeeping. Dan Bentley should be looking back at that and going, what on earth was I doing there? Because he literally follows the header in slow-mo, watches it hit the post, and then is literally waiting for it to come into his arms. No, didn't go to the ball, didn't no urgency about clearing it. Um, had he not made the saves he made in the second half, he could have been the person that Pearson was talking about. Because genuinely I thought it was such a a lacklustre and, and that moment there just for me was like what are you doing now I don't even know where's your urgency you know, you're the captain mm. go and clear the ball and, and I, I'm angry at Patch this morning so I'm, yeah. I'm probably one wrong thing, in um, that but yeah one thing I haven't mentioned which I should have mentioned at the start is I we got to the ground about two o'clock yep and the, the coach was just arriving now I don't know if they were delayed or what happened but they're usually there a lot earlier and it's almost like they got changed on the coach or something and they went straight out to do their warm-up because they went out after their initial warm-up back on the wrong side of the ground almost like they were going back to, to the, the right side you're right yeah, yeah um so i don't I've know it's almost f- like there was a preparation problem yesterday i've got a feeling and and there's other listeners that um We'll, we'll know, but I'm sure at Birmingham that that's happened quite a few times that they come that side from a warm okay. up. Um, so it may, I don't know why that is because obviously, from a tunnel perspective, they all come out the same side, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, something I'm, not right there. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk Thank you.
Okay, uh, so it's half time now, and the summary is in from Rob. A very poor half of football from us, out-muscled and out-fought throughout and across the whole team. Unforgivable defending. Defending on set pieces cost us both goals. It beggars belief when our manager was such a domineering centre-half in his playing days. Two years into his tenure and our defensive frailties are still alarmingly and regularly so eminent. The pitfalls of zonal marking is that the opposing players get a free run to attack the ball and that's what's cost us for both goals. Really struggling to get anything going in attack, no composure or incision and giving the ball up under pressure time and time again. Crying out for Semenyo and his strength to see if we can get ourselves a foothold into the game, but not too optimistic based on the first half display. Three changes at halftime, Matt. First time I've seen that in quite some time. Martin, Semenyo and Tanner for Wells, Conway and Sykes. So changing the front two uh, was an interesting one for me because they didn't really get much service and couldn't affect the game. Uh, And then Tanner for Sykes. Is Tanner a right wing back? Question mark. Over to you, Matt. So when I saw so saw Semenyo and Tanner warming up um, with their obviously their um, subs, you know their, their full full kit on, so you knew they were coming on. And I thought we were going to go four at the mm. back. I thought mm. it was going to change shape. Um, I thought Close would come on as well. Um, so I genuinely thought we were going to see a change of shape. Um, as I said, don't don't get me wrong. Naki or Tommy didn't have the best of games yesterday, but exactly like you said, they had no service. The balls that were played into them, you know, they yeah, had very little opportunity to, to, you know, hold it up and bring others in. We didn't have midfield runners sort of in going behind them as well and creating that that sort of space. Um, but I think it was probably the physicality that Chris Martin and Semenya would bring was why those two were changed. But saying Could that, have been I, any I saw, number. I, I don't know how Andy Vyman stayed on patch. I really don't. Yeah, that's a, another, another question for in a minute. Um, but... You say about physicality, but I saw I saw at least Tommy go in a few times with a with a shoulder and trying to affect the game, but he just wasn't getting the ball to his feet enough. Yeah, it's the I mean it's the only reason I can see Antoine. I think we said it off air. He's he's more of an individual player and is more likely to make something happen individually because of his his pace and skill. Um, and Chris Martin, you know, I think is you can be a little bit more physical and, and play the ball up to him. And in mm. fairness, and we'll talk about it. It, it worked for 10 minutes. Um, yeah. You know, that's probably our most effective period of the game, wouldn't it? But um, And then uh, Tanner for Sykes is another question mark for me. Yeah. Actually, Wilson's <clears throat> well, not on the bench. N- no other option, really. Um, and that's why I thought with bringing Tanner on, he would go to a, a four at the back. Because mm. um, you're right, I don't see him as a right wing back. Um, I don't actually remember him getting the ball hardly at all. He got one, didn't he? And he did send one cross across that was actually a decent cross. I yes. think Ruddy I think Ruddy came and got it. Almost it was, on the byline, wasn't it? Yeah. I, th- I think it's probably, you know, one of our most decent. Mark, Mark Sykes, um, and, you know, been a big advocate of his this season. I think he's, he has an, he's had an excellent start. Maybe a little bit like Rob Atkinson last year, although obviously Rob had the illness, but he's he's found the pace a little bit now and, and perhaps needs to just be taken out and given a little bit of a rest. I think Mark um, Sykes is better off coming cutting inside than, yeah, he is. than going down the line. And he, he doesn't yeah. seem to do that very much. You know, he was a player that talk about that word responsibility patch. He was a player yesterday that just didn't didn't take it on, didn't want to beat his man. And and Birmingham, how many times did Birmingham have their their full backs, wing backs putting balls in the, the box? that the attackers could come onto and side foot and put their head on. We just don't do it. 
We just don't do it. Okay, 46th minute. City looking buoyant after coming out for the second half. Winner free kick. Martin's free kick is blocked. And then Semenyo wins a corner. But Alex Scott delivery is too heavy. There was a 10-minute spell, Ben, wasn't there, where we did look up for the second half? Yeah, and I think if they, they didn't score that second goal and we went in 1-0 down, we made them substitution. I think we would have been more up for it. But I think that second goal did really... You know, the fans had no optimism. I think the players didn't really. Obviously, I'm sure Pearson gave them a bollock in a half time, but and I, you can see that with the, the amount of substitution. Family made. show, Ben. Family, Family show. show, Ben. You get an under 18 in, and this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah, as Matt said, it was the we were on the car back, and people were embracing Semenya because we were talking about. Um, who we would pick up from a man of the match. We we just couldn't. And I said Semenya's probably most influential in the second half. But again, as Matt said, that's only for five, ten minutes or so. And then it, and then the game went flat again and they were they were back on the front foot. And it's just you look at the run of games coming up, I don't really see where any points are coming from. Preston are looking good at the moment, obviously coming off a win at Norwich, Millwall, West Brom, Reading. They'll they'll all be really tough games and obviously Swansea and Sheffield United and I don't really want to think about November. Sheffield United, Middlesbrough and Watford. I don't right, really ben, see don't, where... Don't tend us from a six down to a ben, three. I was going to say, I was five at the start. <laughs> now you've made me a three, yeah. Um, but the free kick, Matt, um, it was in a good position. I had no idea who was going to take it. It could have been anyone, quite frankly. And again, we've had this discussion before, but you used to get excited when we got a free kick in that position. I, I'll be honest to say, I, I can't recall... Too many Chris Martins. I, I I have seen Chris Martin take a free kick from there before, and it it wasn't well. Was it the worst one? Probably um, on target, but blocked on 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 target. But there's always that thing in it that if you don't even, I, I always used to say to my nephew Tom, who's, who's keeper, got a one of a left foot. If it's not on target and and you know exactly that, it beats the wall. There's just no point. Um, but you know that obviously you get the, the best best free kick take dead ball specialist in the world. We'll, we'll get that. It was a decent strike, but. Yeah, the fact that it doesn't beat the wall just summed up our afternoon again. 55th minute, Atkinson forward, one of his marauding runs, I think one one of one. Um, and he then wins it back after it breaks down. But uh, Jada Silva's cross is too deep again. Um, I don't think we need to labour that point anymore. 60th minute, Vyman breaks away, um, but his shot is cut out. So a, a, a half chance for Andy Vyman. And then a couple of couple of changes. Well, the first one is Kaji on for Masengo, Matt. And yeah, Masengo not having the, the greatest of game and give Kaji half an hour. Why not? Yeah, exactly that. Um, you know, had had, had had a poor game. Um, so yeah, um, not... Not necessarily what you want to do with a, a youngster like Dylan making his debut um, in the the league when you're two 0 down in and really getting a little bit of a a, a battering, um, but it will be good experience for him. So yeah, yeah. And on the on the changes, just going back a slight bit. So we went from the WCW back to the WSM, the tried yeah. and trusted from last season where Vyman was so effective. Would you think that yeah. was in in his mind to to switch back to that just to see if that worked? Possibly, and it seemed as though Andy was playing a little bit closer to Chris Martin, and he, he did have a couple of breaks. But whether um, the the injury that he sustained in the international um, break is still a little bit of a niggle for him or what? But um, I love Andy Vyman. 
um, we've got listeners of this pod that I know absolutely love Andy Vyman. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't e- like exactly. Andy Vyman, and everyone but, knows what he's capable of. However, but but his form hasn't been. He's, he's been a passenger the last few games. Um, yesterday was almost like we're playing with ten men. Um, it w- wasn't just him, but he's just not giving what he's given before. Um, it was a, a, a poor performance from Andy yesterday. Okay, sixty third minute. So Scott booking. Um, I don't actually see what that was for. Um, late a late lunging tackle. Okay, um, late lunging tackle. We've heard yeah. that before. So here's the rules. But, but Patch, just on that, he he talked in the week because he was questioned about his booking and saying okay. how, you know, that's the way he plays. He he doesn't want to take that out of his game. But but Alex, make the tackles when you need to make them. It was in an area of the pitch. It was a stupid lunge, and it he was always going to get a booking. So. Absolutely, don't don't take some of the physicality out. But come on, you, you've been playing long enough now. Let's yeah. be a bit more sensible with it. So here's here's the rules I've I've dug out. So five yellows accumulated before match week nineteen. So halfway through the season is a one match ban. So he's had that. Yeah. Ten yellows accumulated. So he's on six league set and one in the cup, which doesn't seem to uh, seem to count. But ten yellows accumulated by week thirty two will result in a two match ban. Fifteen yep. yellows by week thirty eight means a three match ban, and twenty yellows in a season can result in the regulatory commission punishing the player in a manner that they deem to be most fitting. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, so hopefully we don't get to that point. But um, yeah, it's certainly going to be at ten in the near future, isn't he? Well, he's, he's, he's on six, you know, again, yeah. the the game after being banned, you know, it, that, as I say, I don't, I don't want to take the yeah, aggression out of his, with Jim, didn't we? Yeah. I don't want to take the aggression out of his, his, his game, but you know, that, that one for me yesterday was needless. And so many of his bookings and Joe Williams's bookings have been needless. They've not been an area of the pitch where he needed to make that challenge. Yeah. Okay. 73rd minute, bring on for Jada Silva. And at this point, I uh, let out a, a cry of relief that Jada Silva was the lesser spotted, sorry, Cam Pring was on uh, the pitch. And immediately, Matt, he picks the ball up and, and goes on a run down the left-hand side. He, he was just positive when he came on. He he, he took the ball down. And, and all right, in, in, I've got to, to say, in the same way as I've said about Jay, where's his end product, that there wasn't an end product from Cam yesterday. But at least he took some responsibility to run at them. And, and w- would start for me, absolutely, on Wednesday, because irrespective of what Nigel Pearson, well, it's not irrespective because he's going to choose the team, thought about Jay on Wednesday. I think Jay's been poor the last three or four games. So absolutely, Cam comes in. Yeah. Go on, Ben. I think the thing of Pring coming on was um, he had a he had a point to prove to both the fans and Pearson. I think he did I did he, he did that well in what, what, what minute did you say he came on again? 73rd. So what, he's got 15, 20 minutes of added time? To make a difference, I think he did more than De Silva did in the first maybe two minutes yeah. with that run. I, yeah, yeah. Since maybe the international break, I don't think you've seen De Silva make a run. And it was what I said about Matt saying on Tuesday about Viner. He there were, there were many times, obviously today, QPR and um, Coventry, where De Silva should have just took the man on. And um, I think the first time he took him on, he beat him, and then the, the second and third and fourth time he just just tried to put the ball in the box and I don't think we've had one good delivery from him so I think Pring coming on was good and as Matt said I think he does deserve a start on um, uh, Wednesday and I think there will be 
a lot of changes on on Wednesday to try and turn this form around. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come to the come to the Wednesday's game shortly, and it's definitely gone from a very settled. 11 or 12 men to bringing in 16, 17 into the equation. Um, 75th minutes, another corner, another goal, Ben. It's another terrific delivery from Chong, an in-swinging corner, City all over the place, and Sanderson this time pokes it home for 3-0 and pretty much game over. Yeah, while Matt was just talking, I had the highlights on and I've just seen this corner. It's probably the worst. I don't know how you can be that bad defending this. Sanderson, I think you said he's at the back post on the on the edge of the six yard box. There's no one marking him. He's free at the back post. You've got Atkinson just stood in the middle, um, marking absolutely no one. You've got I think there might be Semenyo marking two players, uh, and I don't know if that's Conway or someone in the middle again marking no one. Conway's off. Conway was off. Yeah, it was, it was uh, I, I don't know. It was, but then you've got Sanderson at the back post with absolutely no one marking him, and it just comes straight to him, and he can just tap it home, and it's just. But it it, you... it comes in the sort of the near post, Ben, doesn't it? And like Bentley yeah. almost seems surprised that the ball's kind of come there and passed him, and almost like a matador waves it through to Sanderson to to finish it. That's what I mean. It's gone through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players just to get to the back post for a tap in for Sanderson. And it, after you've been beaten by two set pieces already in the same game, surely you've got to be picking up your men this yeah. late on in game. You don't want to. You've got the fans already annoyed at the performance, and then you're just going to concede another set piece with poor defence. It's just not not been good yeah. enough. Um, yeah, a number of people starting to walk out at that point. So, 80th minute, I've got Pring carrying the ball forward. Well, again, looks a threat. 85th minute, free kick to City. Um, no advantage played. I think Cement uh, Vyman was almost away at that point. It's a free kick. Alex Scott hits the wall. Um, and it's at, at this point I've written, I've written what I said earlier. Remember when we used to get excited about winning a free kick on the edge of the box, which we've spoken about. 86th minute, Bent's point-blank save from Djukovic after a lovely um, outside-of-the-boot cross from Troy Deeney. Um, so Bent's kept it respectable, Matt. Well, <laughs> say respectable, kept it at three. Yeah, he, and, he, and he made, you know, as we, we referenced in the first half, three three sort of really top draw saves. Um, that one, <clears throat> Djokovic is a big powerhouse, but again, he's almost unmarked as he's heading it. There doesn't seem to be anyone near him, not even aware of him being there, and Bentz has to save us with it. So, yeah, okay. no, it was a good save. Yeah, and that was it. Uh, 93, no, no, 95 minutes, I think there were in total. Uh, a 3-0 defeat. A real kick in the teeth after such promise in recent months. Um, we'll come to some... Uh, so there was a message in our group, Matt. Um, I won't mention the name, but on on Pearson. A couple of questions I just want to throw at you. Um, refuses to sign loan players. Is that an issue for you? Um, <clears throat> yes and no. Obviously, they have to be the quality, so your, your Tammy Abraham type quality, the quality we saw yesterday. Um, Birmingham, I know they've signed him permanently now, but Chong from Man United was on loan there. Um, so when when there's quality and it's not going to be at the expense of the likes of Alex Scott and Tommy Conway, then then yeah, absolutely, I think we should. Um, I, d- I don't know so much. I think it's a bit of a fallacy that, that Pearson... Um, doesn't do loan, loan signings. I'm sure he's been asked himself, and and he said that he has done through his mm-hmm. career. In, um, but yeah, it comes back to recruitment for me, um, and it's identifying those players. 
Christ almighty, even Joey Barton seems to be able to do that at the Rovers and get players in from the likes of Newcastle. You know, they had Anderson last year, who's now playing first-team football for Newcastle. So th- there are quality players out there. We just don't seem to either spot them or Nigel then doesn't seem to want to sign them. But there is the balance. You don't want to obstruct the pathway for some of our other players. Yeah. Uh, next comment is signed three right backs and never plays them. So who's that? Tanner, Wilson. Tanner, Wilson, and uh, 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 who would the other one be? Not sure. Um... Maybe he means two. Um, but yeah, I mean, T- Tanner is a right back, not a right wing back. So I mean, does... and Sykes, I wouldn't have classed as being signed as a right back. So I don't think it can be him, but no. I don't know who the other one would be, actually. Yeah. I can't think of another one. No. So, Unless he's some youngster. So if you sign them as right backs, but again, I think Wilson's probably a better as a right wing back. Um, Tanner is a right back, but we're not playing that system. Um, never signed the centre midfielder we desperately needed. And he's bang on with that. Um, and Nigel Pearson said himself throughout the summer that it was a, a defensive central midfielder was what he was after and it never materialised. And we're, we're crying out for it. Yes, we've got Matty James, um, who, you know, can can sit in and play. And, and I know Andy King has done that as well. But neither of them have got the energy that's that's going to be needed for a season. So, yeah, I, I don't understand why we, we never made that signing. I'd be willing to give um Katia a go, to be honest. It may he, come to that it may come to that, Ben. He, he, he may have felt Wickham. he looks yeah. good at Wickham. He looked he looked okay when he came on yesterday. He sort of I saw many times the board get played into him and he straight off trying to trying to start something on the other. And I think that's where Tanner's good ball in the box came from, actually Kadji playing it back out and getting him in uh, in that position. He played yeah. the ball to Semenya and Vyman a few times. It, it would I'd like to see him, you know, get a chance either against Preston or Millwall or one of the upcoming games to show what he's got. I just felt, Patch, yesterday that that we, we were getting overrun in midfield. And with Vyman, and he talked about Vyman in the week, I'm sure he did, saying that, you know, when we're attacking, he's there. And then he almost, he's that midfielder when we're defending. But but he's not really. And and I thought we might have changed shape yesterday and put an extra body in the midfield um, and just tried to stifle them a little bit and get more of a foothold on the game. And we never, it just just never materialised. Mm. I mean, around the centre midfield debate, you've got Scott, Williams, Masengo, King, James, Kaji, uh, more options in, in the academy. Uh, maybe that was the reason from on high, it was like, you know, you've got seven or eight there. Maybe, maybe, but Pearson recognised the need for it. And I think as fans, we've all said the same thing, that that was a position we felt we needed. Yeah. Um, we, as so, as yeah. we said before, we thought Williams might be that man of fit. Williams might be the one to but, take the but, ball by the horns. We used to say it about Nathan, um, and it's the same. It's proven to be exactly the same with Matty James, Andy King and Joe Williams. You're not going to get a season out of them where they're not missing probably five, six, seven, eight games because of injuries. And that's because of an age situation and probably the role they play as well. But, you know, that's another reason for it. So like Ben said, I mean, I'm pretty sure Masengo will have been one of the ones that Pearson was was unhappy with. So maybe, well, Joe Williams is obviously back from suspension. So you'd expect Joe probably to come in. Yeah. Another question was, why play Andy King as centre-back when you've got three centre-backs on the bench? I mean, I can see Tanner there isn't a centre-back. Close obviously is. Pring can play there. But Close is the only one for me out of Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I know he's played George, hasn't he? But yeah. 
I could see I could see Campering coming in as left centre back and pushing Atkinson into the middle. But then you've got a really young, inexperienced back three, um, like inexperienced but young in terms of years' experience. But it is an option. Yeah, I mean, I, it was my my fear yesterday. I, I guess Andy King's performance the other night is what made Andy kind King of start there yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, he he, he wasn't. Um, he, he didn't do anything terrible yesterday. Um, it was an okay performance, but but he, he just isn't the player to be bringing the ball out like in in the way that Naismith would. He isn't the player that can deliver the sort of passing from that position that that you know you you get with a Naismith, and he isn't strong enough, not powerful enough um, to, to sort of be competitive in there. So yeah, I, again we we talked about closer. I'm surprised. Certainly, that he didn't come on at the second half. That would that would have been a change for me, and I would have moved King into midfield. I wouldn't have taken King off. Mm. I would have taken Vyman off and moved King into midfield. Mm. Um, Go on, Ben. So yeah. The, th- the thing I, I I don't really understand is I'll just cast Quantum my back physics. To- yeah, well, yeah, that as well. But yeah. cast my back to the QPR game. The the goals we were conceding were because we were playing a three back, and they they had a front three who could outpace and probably outstrength our back three. And if you know, other managers are going to be watching that, thinking that's how we need to go to Bristol City and play. And now Naismith's injured, you're now risking it putting uh, an older midfielder who, as Matt said, you're not going to get a full season out of, let alone maybe even a full game. You're putting him at centre-back, going against some of the best strikers in the league. Just go to flat-back four. You, we've, we've got the strikers who can score goals, so just go to a flat four, try and end this, you know, poor run of form, get a win under our belt, and then you know, Naismith will hopefully be back in it in a few weeks and then we can see where we go from there. But I think we just need to go to a flat, maybe, uh, as my dad said on the call yesterday, Matt, just a flat back four, flat midfield, two up top and try and win a game of football. Matt? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, agreed. I think um, it, the problem we've got, uh, th- there aren't many changes he's going to be able to make. You know, it's probably, Matty James is probably still going to be eight. Um, Carl Naismith is probably still going to be out, so it it probably comes down to does he move King into midfield? I mean Joe Williams, as I say, Andy Vyman, I absolutely think needs a rest. I think you've also got, as I say, you've got to play players on form as well, and Andy needs to know that that it just isn't happening for him. And sometimes, right, you play players to to get through it, but um, I think he needs a, just a, just a little bit of a rest and maybe just a place on the bench so it wakes him up a little bit to think. Um, but yeah, there's not there's not a lot of choices there. There's not a lot of choice. It's Halloween in my house already, but it looks wow, amazing. Ronan, <laughs> that looks amazing. <laughs> right, off you go then. Good boy. Just a bit of light-hearted entertainment here on Three Peaks from the Podcast. Um, uh, so yeah, Vyman was another question mark, and the fact that he doesn't seem to want to drop him, but you know, it's something that remains to be seen whether he's yeah and, and and in in our chat you know it was referenced about his, he plays his mates um in king and james and and now his new mate in vyman i, I don't see it as no, I that. that i think he, he trusts james and king um and i, and I know that's what's meant by it really. andy vyman's got a lot of credit hasn't he yeah he has but but in fairness we can't keep saying that i it's wonder got, if i wonder if nigel pearson's got like a an accountant's ledger when he gets yeah. home and he works out who's got the debits and credits, I think uh, that'd be an interesting little little chalkboard. I'd, I'd love to have been a, a fly on the wall in in the dressing room. Although, I, as as 
I, don't, I can't think who it is this told me, but I'm sure he's not a shouter in the dressing room. He's not someone that kind of loses it. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting to know what he said. But it was the, the big thing for me was he kind of told us what they thought we would get from Birmingham. Mm. And that's exactly what we got. <laughs> we still lost 3 0. It's like, what? And what's about, you know, what about this question around zonal marking and the fact that we, we aren't very good at it? Do we need to go man for man? On yesterday's evidence, yeah, because mm. it was it was shambolic. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a student of the game in terms of um, you know p- people talk about formations and and the way we do it. I, I probably my focus is always kind of on the ball and mm. opportunities. So um, I bow to, to much better judgment than me when it comes to that. Um, and I know the, the the person writing it has that. He's you know a coach in his own right. Um, but yeah, for for me yesterday, Zonor just did not work, and hasn't actually a number of games this season. We don't seem to pick up the runners, and even yesterday, patch for two of the goals, there were three City players marking one man who still got a header in. You know, it just yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Um, we've put this off long enough, Matt. But um, here we go. Over to you. So I've not I've not done them, um, okay. which is un- unusual for me <laughs> because I I genuinely. Um, I, I need to try and be realistic. And You're not going to do NA, are you? In all no, well, so so many people were saying yesterday. Um, you know, you got to be honest. You got to give you know give it what it is. There ain't you know many that they should all be threes. I think it's time uh, to just recap. Uh, very very exactly what I was going to say. Six is what we would expect. So if you have a six, you perform to what you expect. If you're Dan Bentley and you get a six, I expect you to make saves during the game. If you make three, four, five worldies you're probably sevens and eights. If it's a clean sheet, yeah. Um, and similarly from a defensive point of view. Um, but there's no getting away from yesterday. It was absolutely shambolic. So this will, without a shadow of a doubt, be the lowest score this season because it's our worst performance this season. So it should be. I'll say right from the off the from the, from the bat, I, I have not got a man in a match for Bristol City yesterday. I can honestly not pick someone that I feel worthy of saying they were our man of the match, but I suppose it's not really that. It's it's our best player, so we'll we'll agree who we think that is on the back of the scores. But please feel free to challenge me, possibly even challenging me down because I I I I feel like I'm a positive person, mm. um, so I don't want to go stupid with it. But that said, so Bents um, made a couple of really good saves, but for me was absolutely culpable for the second goal. And I also thought the third goal was a bit, you know, soft with it. So I'm going five for Bents, and and it would have been a four had it not been for the the three really good saves that he made that did keep the score down. But I really, you know, in my mind this morning, I'm like, that's a four. But then he made those saves. So that's why I've gone five. But yeah, I'm still not really sure whether it was a four or a five. God. Um, Ben, your thoughts? I, I think I, I'll go a four because watching it back just then, the second one was, as, as Matt said, he's at fault for that one. And arguably the first and second, he could have done a lot better as well coming for the ball. And as I said, yeah, he made two or three, three, three really good saves, but the game was done by then anyway. So yeah, I think yeah Matt, I think four as well. Actually, yeah. he's, okay. he's sold me on that because yeah. I would want to see him, if, if he knows there's a bit of a frailty defending corners and set pieces, I, if I was the keeper, I'd be coming out and just grabbing it and yeah. just pa- trying to take it. some pressure off, in it? And and the captain, yeah, and that's what I was going to just say as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Okay. Especially at the corners. Um, if you see we've been beaten by the corners already, he should be saying, you know, there's a free man there, Mark, yeah. but no, he, and he don't even go for the ball. So, yeah, I think a fourth from okay. Um Zach Viner, I actually thought in the first sort of 20 minutes was, was probably our best defender. He came across and made a couple of really good tackles, but then faded, then lost his man on numerous occasions. Um, and just, just again, is part of a defensive unit that was just too easy to play against. So I'm going four for Zach as well. Um, Mark Sykes. I don't think we've given a three at all, and and I don't know whether he still kind of did get on the ball. Um, but again, we got caught defensively. I'll I'll go four, but there is a part of me that thinks he was taken off at half time, and I think he's been poor as well. Is it as low as a three? And I do, in my mind, Patrick, I'm thinking, what what do you do for a three? How how bad have you got to be for that? And I don't know that he was that yesterday. It might feel a bit scapegoaty, so I'll, I'll go four. So yeah, um, George Tanner. Were we any better defensively in the second half? Were we any more going forward? Not, not really. But I'm not going to say. I mean, it's his first game, so I'll give George a five, a, a, a bit more of a benefit there because it's his first game back in, um, in the league anyway. Rob Atkinson, I'm going four, and um, um, Rob was. Maybe even Patrick, I think we might have talked about it and you sort of said he might have been your sort of... Only because he caught the eye a few times yeah, the trying best to come forward. Yeah, you know. my, my my beef with Rob, I think, is I think he's too bloody nice. I'd, I'd like to see Rob Atkinson have a little bit more about him, a bit nastier, a bit more... And that's not in his makeup. I know it's not. And N- Nigel Pearson said this week about him being a quiet, quiet sort of lad. In, and that, to me, is how he played yesterday. He played in in himself. He didn't um, he didn't stride out with the ball. You know, he looked at the game the other night, and I didn't think we were brilliant against Kov. But him and De Silva were at least combined, and he was going beyond Jay. I don't recall him going beyond Jay at all yesterday. And even when he was bringing it out, he seemed to get to the halfway line and not really go beyond. So I didn't think it was great for me yesterday. So I went for um, Jay De Silva. I've said all I'm going to say on Jay as a four and again, could have been less than that, but I'll go four. Andy King. Again, back back four. Andy King was no no better, no worse than I've said about Zach or Rob. He's playing in an unfamiliar position, um, but can play there. But it, it wasn't a great game. He didn't bring the ball out. He didn't. It was very sideways and square. He's on the coaching team and didn't, put players into positions for dead balls and stuff like that. So I'm going four for Andy King as well. Han Noah, of course, I mean, it's a pattern here, isn't it? But Han Noah <laughs> has to be a four, possibly in the same argument I've said about Sykes could be a three. I think there was a degree of responsibility with Han yesterday. A couple of times he got on the ball and tried to play it out wide, but it just didn't, It you know, you said it, Patches, passing just didn't come off at all, did it? So... I'll go four for Han. Alex got probably my best City player yesterday. Um, the fact he's a youngster, his booking annoyed me, um, but I'll go five for Alex. Um, and if, if you know, and as we have done, giving man of the matches, he would probably be my City's best player yesterday. Um, Chris Martin came on, put himself about, um, did, did win a fair few headers, 
didn't then really have anything on top. So five, um, Andy Vyman, again, I think is very off form. So it's a four in everything I've said with all the others. Tommy and Naki both getting subbed. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What do you think for Tommy and Naki? I'm thinking fives, but yeah, then I I'm think, thinking. I think five. Meaning they didn't again didn't do anything wrong. There was no sort of glaring no missed, service was missed there. chances. They didn't really have a chance to to have a chance to miss. Yeah. You know. Um, so I don't know how you can give them a four in the same way that the others had chance yeah. to affect the game. Yeah. Um, and then Antoine. I've gone five. Again, people I've seen people sort of talk about Antoine was a, a, a six was you know made a difference. He did, but again, where what was the end product out of it? What actually then happened? You can't. There was, so there was one shot on target for City in the whole game. I think it was his. That was his against. When he cut down the left and yeah, and, and side. fired in more of a cross kind of shot, wasn't it? Because he's right. He was almost by the byline, wasn't he? With yeah. it, so. I think that was generous ratings, really. For we didn't we didn't mention uh, actually that Viner almost had a had a cross come shot dip in. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I do. Of... I do. Sadly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was. It was. <laughs> that was a moment of hope. <laughs> it was definitely a cross, wasn't it? But yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Oh, um, what time did Dylan come on? No, it was too late, wasn't it? Yeah. No. So you've yeah. done everyone. Yeah. So, our average of four point four three. Um, oh, I think that's what I said. That was my prediction. Was it? Was it? Um, which four five, I think I said. Uh, right. Which, which okay, you're, you're on the money for it. I actually still think it's probably slightly too high. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then for Nigel, for, for all of what I've referenced, has to be a four. You know, you, you know, you know what they were going to do, how they were going to set up, and we still put in a performance like that. And again, go back to what I said at the start. Questions will then start to be asked about him. Um, do you think he should have made any changes earlier than halftime? I would have changed shape earlier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and like Ben said, we're going at 1-0 halftime, then potentially the changes you make it slightly different. You're going in 2-0 thinking, we've lost the game with the way we were playing. I mean, um, God love him, Liam, um, Liam Granger, so Lee's, Lee's lad. Most positive City fan I know, every time I see Liam, and I've, I've seen Liam from... I don't know, probably four or five years of age going, maybe even younger than that. And Lee, Lee can tell me next time. But every time I see Liam, I'll say, Lee, what's the score, mate? And he always, always puts City to win. Actually, <laughs> I think he didn't for Sunderland. I think he might have put a draw. But even yesterday, at halftime, he's going, we get an early goal. If we can score before 60 minutes, we can still win this. And I, I just said to him, I love your enthusiasm, Liam. Like, brilliant. Don't lose that, mate. Don't become a miserable old get like me. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, not not good patch, was it? Not good. Yeah. Okay, uh, right. A couple of tweets to read through. Doctor Dean Allen, winless in five. City outplayed and outmuscled by a Birmingham side who must have thought Christmas had come early today. Abysmal defending from set pieces and lack of leadership means an early season optimism is quickly fading. Simply not good enough. Johnny P, baffling how we have gone from being so good going forward and scoring freely to not being able to put two forward passes together. Outmuscled everywhere again. As our defend, as for our defending set pieces, perhaps we could do with some ex-defenders in our management team. Oh, wait. Shane O'Connor, Norwich has had a stinker starting King centre-half. No-brainer to go four at the back. Tanner, Viner, Atkinson and De Silva? Question mark. Uh, Rob Collins, question for you here Matt uh, okay we all watched that rubbish and we're all appalled but 
we have also seen the same players perform much better. So what is it that prevents them from reaching their potential? Nobody goes out to lose like that. Any calm ideas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask the players, Rob. Ask the players. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm doing an Ian Gay there, doing impressions. Ian, your your impressions are far better than mine, mate. Um, I don't know, Patch, and he's right. I mean, I, I was at Norwich when I think, if I'm right, we could have gone second, maybe with other results as well that night. We could have gone second, and it was a brilliant performance. Um, it's brilliant too heavy. Brilliant attacking performance. Mm. And now we're 18th and look like a side so devoid of confidence. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is a reason for it at all, but I hope I don't see any social media this week about who's got the worst haircut, whose dress sense is the worst. I don't want any of that. I don't want to see the laughing and the joking. I want to see players sweating and showing that they're determined to put it right. Please, any Bristol City player, do not put on social media, we go again. Um, yeah, we recognise it. I don't want to see it. Show me on the pitch on Wednesday night that you've, you're you fully aware of all of those people that spent their money yesterday and travelled like they did to the A-all end of nowhere in terms of trying to get back out because it's terrible to get without, out. Of without the train. Yeah, without the train. So having extra expense as well, probably with petrol and everything else. Show us on Wednesday night what it means. Nigel Pearson the same. Because let's let's be completely frank about this. Chris Wilder has lost his job at Middlesbrough because of where they are. I will be amazed if Steve Bruce doesn't pick up a win in his next game if he's still in a job. Both have probably got better win ratios than, than Nigel has. Um, and I'm not calling for Nigel's head at all. But we cannot getting brought into a relegation scrap like that. Whatever was happening beforehand, get back to playing that way. Players need to take that responsibility again. Because if not, that there aren't there aren't the poor teams we've had in seasons gone by. If we go on a run like we've had historically, and Ben talked about some of those games coming up, and they're frightening in current form. If we go on that run before the international break, pick up one or two points, we will be right in the mire with it. Bit of a Kevin Keegan right there, Matt. I uh, might put some. Music, I put might yeah. put some music under that one. I, I wish I loved. I wish I loved it yesterday, mate. But yeah, but right. it is. Yeah, good points. Uh, Chris Chard, we were very poor. Couldn't understand taking Masengo off for Kaji or taking Wells off. A lot to do if we want to beat Preston. George, we were terrible this season. It's starting to remind me of the Dean Holden season where we started good, but then we're terrible thereafter. Yeah. Right. Uh, Next game, uh, Ben first. What's your lineup? What's your formation for Preston on Wednesday? I've actually just been doing it while we're talking, and I go. I'm going to go for just a flat four four two, as I said, just to scrape out the win. I go for Bentley in goal, a back four of Tanner, Viner, Atkinson, and then either Pring or De Silva. No, you've got to make there. a decision, mate. You've got to make a decision. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go Pring left back then, and then okay. a midfield four of Semenyo on the right. Catchy Williams in the middle and then De Silva on the uh, on the left and then Wells and Conway up front. Dropping okay. Scott. Yeah. Okay. Blimey. Okay. Uh Matt. I wouldn't be too against that. Um, but I probably would go Scott rather than Kaji in the middle with Williams. And it would be Williams's not last chance, but come on, show us what you're about. I'm gonna give three five two one last shot at home, you know, under the lights. So Bent's Viner, Closer, Atkinson, 
Sykes, Williams, King, Pring, Scott, Wells, Conway. Yeah, um, and and Sykes. we've said it. It's like, yeah, we've said it. I, I would put Wilson in if he was fit for for Sykes. Um, I, I, you know, we love Andy Vyman. I just, I remember that last season, Chris Martin got dropped and then came back two games later and he was a different player. Yeah. So we just give Vyman a, a break for this game and he comes back home to Millwall next Saturday and, and scores. It yeah. would be my ideal scenario. I'd, I'd probably go closer thinking about it and hopefully he should be able to start rather than Viner in that, that four for me. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't be too against that. But the thing is, again, with I've been saying for weeks, I think Viner needs a rest because he has looked tired and obviously he didn't have the international break like the rest of them because he was on international duty. So, and with the amount of games we've got heading into obviously the World Cup as well, I think he does need a break sooner rather than later. I think. Well, and the fact when, he was injured as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, had some sort of injury for um, for Austria. So yeah, but there aren't lots of options either. That's that's the thing with it as well. And it's it's the joy of being a football fan. And people might go, oh yeah, but six weeks ago you were saying this, and and you know you can only comment on what you're seeing now. And people coaster. exactly people you know, might might turn around and, and call me negative because of some of the scores or, but that was shambolic yesterday. We're calling it after that game. Yeah, six weeks ago, it was much better. And we, we, stupidly, I was thinking this could be a year where we might sneak the playoffs, you know, the way we're playing. So that it isn't a bad side. So they need to get back themselves doing it. And you often hear it, Patch, don't you? Get back to basics, do the, the basics well. And, you know, but I don't know what are the basics in terms of why we're not pressing the way that we were? What are the basics in terms of why we're not finding the passing that we were? So I'm still, know, I, I, I'm still top at top of the bottom half for me. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't yeah. shifted from that. Even when we were, we're doing, doing well, you don't yeah. often see in football, definitely not with Bristol city, a win, then a loss, a win, then a loss, then a no. draw, then a loss, then a draw, then a win. It's, it's win, 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 draw, draw, loss, 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 win, 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 win. It's, it's very much like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just go on, on runs, don't we, of whatever yeah. it is. It's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Anything else to say about yesterday? Should we, should we move off of yesterday and finish on something very positive? Have I got anything else to say? But actually, Credit to the fans that travelled again yep. yesterday. Um, I don't, I, I don't like booing. Um, it's not something I ever do. No. Um, but you they know, pay their money. You, they do. You pay your money, yeah. And so I'm, I'm not going to be critical of that. What I will say, Patch, is Alex Scott was the first player to come down to the the yeah. edge, of, almost the edge of the pitch, and to take that abuse because there was a fair bit of it. And I saw a few people effing and jeffing and telling players where to go. Um, Nigel Pearson said about he made the players do that and take the responsibility and come down. Chrissy Martin did it as well at length, standing there and by himself and take, at the yeah, end, yeah, taking the the abuse. And you know, like, it's like I said, go back to it. I don't don't want to see anything on social media or posts about who wears the funniest pair of boxer shorts. Don't want to see it. That's you, by the way. Show me, yeah. Thanks very much. Um, show me uh, on the pitch on Wednesday night. Show that you you care about my football club and that you want to address it and that you actually believe in the manager because if you carry on playing like that Nigel Pearson will get the sack because we we cannot go through another season of seeing those kind of performances we didn't for the first five six seven games this season if it carries on um, then a decision has to be made yeah 
AOB. So please finish with something positive, yeah. Uh, this week we had the great news that the Sporting Quarter has been given the green light at Ashton Gate Stadium. We've all seen the uh, the um, the pictures of what it's going to look like and world-class facilities in terms of the arena for basketball. It's also going to add some extra qualities to Ashton Gate Stadium's offering in terms of um, conference space. Uh, I think there might even be, you know, a museum built in there as well for Bristol Sport. Yeah. So lots of lots of positivity around that. And now you just want to see it happen, Ben, don't you? In terms of let's see, let's see the diggers start to go in and start to actually make the dream a reality. Come on, Ben. What are you doing, son? <laughs> He's not on mute, but he no. must have a problem. Uh, Matt, right, okay. Go for it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it looks fantastic. I'll, I'll be honest to say, and, and I've, I've talked about it, I've not seen a Bristol Flyers game. Um, I, 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 every time I think I must go and watch. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I was very fortunate when I went to New York a few years ago. Um, we went and watched New York Knicks and, and I loved it. It was an amazing experience. Really got into it. And I came back saying, right, I'm going to Bristol Flyers. And and um, a neighbour of mine goes and I've sort of said to her, right, I'll, I'll come with you when you go. And I've not. If it's at Ashton Gate, I know that I will go. Um Although I'm saying that, I've not watched Bristol rugby. And, so and you're much, you're much closer to. Uh, where I am exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So maybe I'll, I'll try and take one in before. But yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant for the city. Fair, fair play to the council. I still think that the, the, what they call them, the nibblies, the nimblies, whatever they were, uh, nimbies. Yeah, the nimbies. Not in my backyard. Yeah, whether um, there's still fight there in terms of the homes, and I, I, I believe that the homes are very much part of financing the deal as well. So um, hopefully it will go through because it, it will be incredible. Um, obviously, they're not going to start anything now. It will be the new year, but it would be brilliant. And to think that you can have some of the kind of acts that you would see at the Hippodrome or um, the, what's the... Um, Beacon, the building, Beacon, Beacon Hall. Lights or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, we all know, the, yeah. The Beacon Hall or Beacon of Light, the the concert venue place um, on the old street. It was, <laughs> um, yeah. It would be good to see some of those kind of acts in that arena. And I know when we've had we've had Mark on the the, the pod before, Patch, he talks mm. about having so many companies from around the world phoning the club to try and book it for a, a, a yeah. conference. We will now have those facilities. So, yeah, if it if it it does happen, and I and I hope it does, um, again. Huge credit to to Steve Lansdowne and his family, but I also want to see our team doing it on the pitch and being yeah, in the yeah. Premier League, and that feels this morning as far away as it's ever felt for me. So yeah, well, probably felt more like it in '82, but I get your point. Yeah, went Premier League then, so that's why. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, right. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Ben. Do you want to give a quick? plug and how what's how's it all going with the robins on tour youtube i think you've uh you've been doing it now what three four years and it's growing ever ever since oh yeah i can't hear him can i that's the problem oh ben what's going on man he's lost well, his big, he's lost his big plug his opportunity yeah. but matt it has grown and fair play oh, to mass- ben. massively yeah i mean i, I see ben it, it obviously the, all the home games and quite a few of the away games and not just because he sat in the back of my car um <laughs> But does does a does a great job. Gets a lot of good guests on there. Um, and Ben, you'll have to put send the note to Patch so that Patch can put it as part of the pod. But I think the last day is the voting for oh, the content awards. The content awards. So please, if you've not watched 
Ben on uh, on his Robins on Tour YouTube. Have a look at it. Vote for him. He's a cracking young man who's trying to make his way in this world with doing what he's doing. So yeah, yeah huge play. huge credit to him. So good luck, Ben. So on that. Jerry Tocknell on the on his um, YouTube. He did yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me again now? Or... Yes. But yeah, it's been going good. Um, what I think two years in two May. Years. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, no, yes, yeah, two three years in May. But yeah, it's been going well. Um, obviously October it was been it was a slow start to the season, but now we're we've got such a massive month now with games every you know two three a week, and obviously the World Cup as well. But yeah, thank you very much for having me on today. Yeah. And, um, and and any anyone who's who's thinking about starting anything like that, it doesn't happen straight away. I I know so many people that have started a podcast, started a YouTube channel, you know, football content, whatever content related. It, it, it's i mean we do it as a hobby basically and we yeah. would still do it if one person listened or if a thousand people listen but it, it doesn't happen overnight it develops you get a bit more momentum you get better at it so yeah that would be my message to anyone who's looking to do any sort of uh content is just stick at it um and and it all it all comes out in the wash and you get better so um yeah congratulations ben and keep it up thank you very much right leave it there uh roll on wednesday let's put this right on wednesday and uh come on you reds cheers all thanks for listening take care everyone thank you i've been riding low i've been riding fast gonna take this moment i'm gonna make it don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here If you stay in this town I'm no savior, I will take you down This here town You know it ain't that big It don't take long to know just what I did Don't come around here
Watching that little town slowly disappear. 